This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. I've been struggling a little bit this week, to be honest. I don't know if it's just like a weird integration period or what, but I feel like my... My empathic self is so overloaded with feeling everybody's feelings, making sure everybody's like getting into a rhythm and a routine. Um, you know, my, my husband is now back in his regular work routine. He comes home later in the day and I just feel like they're starting school. And I am noticing about myself that my anxiety, which I usually either don't experience or like really have a good handle on is, is palpable. So any, what do you think about that? I'm curious how, what you are feeling. I'm hearing that from a lot of people also. So I'm wondering if that's a collective thing, if that's a mom thing, like, yeah, for me, I just had a week totally away. And so I actually feel really ready to come back and take up mom life again. You know, mm. I think for me, that time away always helps me reset in back into Aaron, you know, versus mom, wife, dog, mom, cooker of the meals, scheduler of the things. Right. And so having that time away helped me reset a lot. Um, but I think everything is cyclical you know, like we go through these little mini cycles of readjustment and realignment and, you know, who am I now with them in that space where, like you already said, you know, they can advocate for themselves. They are different people this summer than they were last summer. And what that pulls up for us as moms, you know, who, who, who am I without that piece of my identity now? Um, yeah, and I think that is totally normal and natural to pull up all those those old beliefs and systems and patterns that we all have. And I also think that going through, you know, midlife, whatever you want to call that, is going to bring up all these shifting identities. You know, who are we now, and and how do I want to land in this new space? And you know, there, our kids are the same age, like you said, and and so as they go into high school and middle school respectively, like that's, those are big changes for them and for us. And, you know, again, who am I? What, what does my identity look like now that they're people, you know, they're not kids, they're people. I mean, they were people before, right, right. Like, you know, high school, it gets real, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think what I'm feeling a lot, you know, really with both of them is, as their, you know, problems in quotes or their challenges or the things that they're facing become so much more grown up mm -hmm. and so much more adult-like, it's really 
I have, I know this about myself to work on really having that boundary and really having that separation of, I am here to, to listen, to guide, to support, but they are going to have their own experiences and they're going to do things maybe completely differently than I would. And, you know, you just have to hope that, you know, the mistakes that they make are are forgivable in the sense that it's not like it's one of the one of those terrifying big mistakes where you're like crap this has really changed the course of the future yeah Uh, but it's just so interesting the way you know and and one of the reasons I think we both you know are drawn to this work is because we do love the the introspection and the reflection and sort of you know, sitting with something and thinking about it and and seeing how we are. But it's so interesting to me as they get older and as they just become more independent, that it's like, maybe that is that feeling of like clutching and and holding on to it. And I know a lot of people feel this with a lot of relationships. I feel good that I have separated that from like my spouse relationship, which I know is a tough one for a lot of people. But how do you, how do you advise on how to keep those boundaries when those, when it feels like the stakes are, are getting bigger, so to speak? Yeah, I think it's a lot of presencing, right? Like Mm. knowing, you know, is that, is there something we need to worry about in this current moment? If the answer is no, right? Like if the thing that we're worrying about is of some future potential calamity and that calamity hasn't actually shown up yet like okay well maybe there's nothing for me to worry about um and i also think you know to your to your point about that that sort of energetic connection there you know there's a million different tools but but one really great one is is cord cutting you know just however you want to do that whatever that feels like to you but it could be as simple as just closing your eyes and just really releasing that energetic cord with your children. And it doesn't mean, and I think this is where we all get tripped up, it doesn't mean you're releasing that relationship in any way, you know, but it is it is possible to love them from a place of unconditionality versus conditionality, which is you know, how most of us were raised, which is like, I will love you if you do these things, or if you act this way, or if you behave in these certain ways, whether that's spoken or not, Mm -hmm. versus us coming to this with all of our magical, mystical experiences and knowing that, and I'm not saying I do this all the time, but (laughs) it's all a practice, right? It's all a practice of coming back to, I'm going to love you unconditionally, whatever that looks like, whatever mood you show up in, whatever way of expressing yourself you show up in, whatever anger you bring, whatever sadness you bring, right? So many of us were told, you know, not to cry or to keep Mm. them, don't let them see you cry, all those kind of things, right? And so if we can show up just slightly differently (laughs) than our parents maybe did, or our caregivers maybe did, then I think that's already um, a win. And and that practice of just releasing those cords, and again, whatever way you want to do that is great, um, from from having there be a condition on, on the ways that our kids show up for us, right? Or show up in general, not even for us, but the ways that they show up in the world. And I think just add one more thing out there. What I have been feeling a lot lately that pertains to my children is seeing them go through these things 
um, you know, drama with friends or friend group changes and things like that, in-group, out-group stuff, it definitely is a space of healing for me. And mm. it's like, I'm still looking back at how I went through high school, how I went through middle school and saying like, okay, these are places that that still feel a little touchy or raw, you know, and, and really doing my work around places of shame, places of guilt, places of, uh, yeah, just unhealed stuff, right? And And I also wanna say always that none of those are required you know i think i think in the healing business right we can get into this space of like oh, i have to go do this piece of healing work first and <laughs> like we could be endless you know pursuit of healing and that's right i don't know i don't know that that's helpful either right like if we're waiting for life to start before we can heal everything but as they arise I'm, I'm trying to look at those things for myself too. You know, what is this pulling up for me? Why, why does this feel so touchy? Why does this feel so, you know, scratchy? Yes. Oh my gosh. I completely relate to that. In fact, I had a conversation with my husband a few weeks ago about something that happened and my child was not feeling anxious about it, but my husband was. And I was witnessing how he was talking about it and what he was saying and what he thought we should do. And it was a perfect time, you know, again, because I could witness it from the outside is to say, like, these are your feelings and you are putting them onto the situation. Let's wait for this kid to express that they're feeling that. And again, you have to know your kid. Ours are very communicative and sort of are very versed at sharing what they're feeling, good or bad, right or wrong. Um, but it is good because then we, you know, we've created a space and, you know, keep, have that dialogue open. So I do understand when people have children who, who don't feel comfortable expressing or who are not able to tap into that, that yes, there is a time and place to probe a little bit. But I also feel that coming up for me too, when you were talking about like, why is this feeling weird to me? And one of the things that I've noticed is this idea of belonging. And so if there's a group of kids doing something and my child has been invited and isn't interested, I notice myself being like, well, well, don't you want to go to that? Or like, everybody's going to be there. And they're like, no, I'm not interested. I'm not in the mood. I don't feel like doing it. I want to do something else. And it's such a good lesson and reminder to me that that was an issue that I had and continue to have is that pull towards the validation, the group sort of hurting around to feel like you belong. And if they don't feel that, that's amazing that they're not driven to that. And so for me to then not insert my insecurities or my unhealed stuff into them and just be like wow good for you like march to your own drum like that's amazing but I think that it's really tricky because we do want the best for them and we do want them to be healthy and happy and sort of thrive in whatever way it is but it's hard to discern what's best for them versus what's best what we think is best based on our own experiences yeah. And is there even a best, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
they're going through whatever they're going through and they're going to go through that and they're going to, you know, they're going to get the lessons. They're going to get the lessons that they need or, I mean, I don't even want to use the word lessons, but they're going to get the experiences that they need. And, and I guess it always comes back to, you know, letting them make those decisions, you know, yeah. as much as possible, right? Obviously not something that's going to harm them, but, um, you know, I always think about how I was raised and how I was told that there's a right way and a wrong way. And i.e. your way was the wrong way, right? My mm. way was the wrong way, <laughs> um, was the implication. And just thinking about what that felt like to be on the receiving end of that and, and just having that perspective with my own kids of like, every time I come at them with that sense of like, my, well, my way is the right way and I know what's best for you and I know what's better it's going to immediately pull up that sort of feeling from them of like, well, F you, I'm going to go do the complete opposite. Right. Or, <laughs> or maybe they do do what you say, but is it from that place of joy? Is it from a place of like expansion or is it from, cause my mom told me to, and you know, again, knowing how that felt for so many years and whatever, I, I definitely rebelled. I was not like, you know, that was part of the problem. Um, but, you know, I think that's, that's kind of, those are the two options, right? You either rebel against what your parents are saying, or, you know, you hunker down and do what they tell you. And then you wake up 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years later, and you're like, holy crap, I've lived my whole life according to what my parents wanted versus what I wanted, or, you know, their, their conditions around my life, you know, the things that they told me were acceptable. And, yeah, I think as we do this healing work for ourselves, we could just see so much of those patterns. And again, not that I'm like a perfect mom in any way or that I always follow this, but I, I really have a a deep understanding of how little I wanted to be told what to do at any age and how, you know, if if I can be anything to them it's it's a support it's a listener it's a you know somebody who's maybe not gonna tell you what to do put some put some guardrails on but hopefully in between those guardrails you figure out how to get the ball down the lane you know <laughs> like, <Right>. hopefully <laughs> yeah because they do there there will be a point where they're not coming to us and they're all on their own and without those skills of self-advocacy and resilience and self-reliance and all of those things, it will be harder for them if they can't figure things out on their own, or they always need to be, you know, asking for approval or asking for permission or trying to get other people to guide them. I'm curious how all of your parenting lessons have shown up because the work that you do is primarily with entrepreneurs, right? And helping them move forward. So are there a lot of parallels to, you know, what you were talking about, like wanting to rebel or having these conditions put on you? How do you see that show up in your clients? Yeah, such a great question. That's something I've been talking a lot about lately, actually, is, you know, it's something I call the, I mean, this isn't my words, but I call the good girl syndrome, you know, and I think that is the thing that that most of my clients have or whether they would call it that or not but but basically you know we were the ones who did what we were told right we got the good grades we did the things that you told us to do and then 
again, at some point in your life, you look around, you're like, shit, <laughs> like I did what you told me to do. And this is what we're doing. You know, like for me, that was sort of a long experience, but a, an experience I had in corporate, which was, I don't know how long I was there, nine, 10 years of being in corporate and, and looking around at, and I kept thinking it was the job, right? I was like, oh, well, the next job will fix for me, you know, like the, it will fix this, this problem in my head, which was, oh my God, is this what we do for the rest of our lives? Like, I, I literally remember asking my colleagues that in multiple jobs of like, do we really do this for the rest of our lives? This is really what you guys want to do with your lives? Like, I, I'm like genuinely confused. Like, this is what they promised us. <laughs> this is the promise. Right. Um, and so I think most of my clients have had that experience, but then even in entrepreneurship, we get tied up in that, right? We get tied up in what's the right way to do things. What's the way that everybody else tells us to do things. What's the way that the internet gurus are telling us to do it. Right. And so you see it showing up in all sorts of different ways. Um, I would say one of the biggest ones that I see is people being like, I need to be more consistent around social media, or I need to do this more. Or, I have to be on the top of this or, you know, or I need to get more sales training or I need to get more marketing training. Right. And all those things are valid, right? Go get all the training you want to get. I love all of those things. But at the end of the day, if it's coming from that energy, if somebody else has my answer, somebody else knows how to do this better than I do, better than my unique way of doing it, it's always going to be this power imbalance in that relationship that you're entering into with, with the other person, even if it's just taking a course, right? It's coming from a place of someone else has the answer for me versus no, I have my answers, even if you don't know what they are, <laughs> but, right, right. but I have them and yeah, maybe your course can help me a little bit, right? Like give me some of the little techie pieces. Great. But I know how I want to show up. I know how consistently I want to be showing up on social media. I, I even know whether I want to show up on social media or not. Right. And so it's really dispelling all those myths that again were programmed into us at a really young age that say there's a certain way to do it and you're not doing it correctly and so all of my clients have some piece of that they have some piece of the looking outside for answers versus i'm already good you know we got this you know and that doesn't mean that there aren't questions that come up of course there are we're humans we're, <laughs> we're gonna be like humaning throughout the whole whole rest of our lives but when you can get really really grounded in that belief that says everything i'm doing is working out the universe is supporting me i do know my answers i can keep coming back to me in order to find those answers when i get stuck when i get lost when i get overwhelmed then then that's a belief system that that i think is way more supportive than someone else has my answers there's there's some mystical secret sauce out there that i'm missing right all those things that i think um can be so deeply held within us you know right. generations of being told as women being told as healers being told as you know people who do this work that you can't do this work in the way you want to do it you know all those lifetimes of that um are what we are here to unravel right and now with this magnifying glass or microscope or whatever analogy is the right one 
being held up even bigger and brighter to a select group of people who have made it, quote unquote, in a certain way, then I feel like many of us who maybe without that would, would, you know, struggle here and there, but like have a better sense of coming back to us. It feels like there's even more chipping away at our at our own ability or our internal compass, like, you know, what you're saying, because it feels like we should be reaching a certain success or a certain, a, a certain level. And I struggle with this too, because I think that having those types of goals and having that, that drive and ambition is something that I've, I've had. I, I want that. Like, I feel like that's good if that's something that is authentic to you. And it's been a struggle to balance that with, but I need to do it in a way that feels good to me in a way that is easy for me to maintain consistency, especially for me. I do need I need to have some sort of a structure and some yeah. sort of a plan or I will completely go off the rails. Um, and so there's sort of that push and pull of, I want this, but I want it to flow. And so I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm in the rhythm. It definitely starts with belief work. It definitely starts with, as you were saying, that really stuck with me, like being grounded in my ability and affirmations and feel like it's all happening but that feeling of being off, off course or off the path, I, I find really unsettling. And the fact that I keep wandering off the path, <laughs> why, why am I squirrel, 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 like, come on, Lauren, let's get it together. But I guess that's, I don't know, would you say that that's part of the lesson too, or that is maybe a condition that I've believed about myself that that's the way that I operate. And so I just keep self-fulfilling that prophecy. <laughs> I would say what's even wrong with operating that way? I know. I, I know it's true, except that, yes, when I, when I do the terrible thing of looking around, coming out of my, coming out of the ground and looking around to see what other people are doing, I do see that the people that Again, it's all what they're presenting. So who know it's who knows what's true or not? But I do see a, a way that the people who have the kind of success that are in the upper upper echelon, they have a clear system for communicating, for selling, for doing that. Like they are lockstep. They all do it the same way. I don't think that that is for me. I don't think that that is a way that I meant to operate but I don't see a lot of other examples of how to do it and yeah. reach and reach that, those sort of goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess I would really um, invite you to find some people that aren't doing it that way. Mm. Cause I think that was a belief I held for a long time too. And I still have to challenge myself around that one, but I have sought out people who do it their own way, you know, and, and even within those seven figure, eight figure businesses, 
they are doing it differently. You know, maybe somebody runs a bunch of events, in-person events that they love hosting and, and that's how they find their clients. Or maybe somebody else, you know, really does go all deep in the email marketing and that's how they find their clients, you know? There are a bunch of different methods and, and maybe it's a cut and paste of a, of a bunch of those, you know, mm. a medley of them. Um, but what you will hear them all say is, I did this my own way. You know, I found my own path. And I think it is not possible to be at that level of entrepreneurship and, and not find your own way of doing it because otherwise you burn out. Otherwise you get to this point of like, you know, F this, this is, this is not for me. This is somebody else's life. Um, and then there's even mini cycles within that of like, okay, this program is not what I really want to do, or this is not the way I really want to sell, or this is not the really way, way I want to show up for people. Um, but it's the belief that, again, that there is some right way out there and I'm not doing it versus no, my way is the right way. And even if I only show up once a week on social media, it's still creating clients, which I'm actually sure is true for you, right? Whatever, whatever your level of consistency is right now is creating clients for you. So something is working and it's, it's really just doubling down on that. Like these yeah. things are working for me, you know, they don't maybe look like somebody else's, but they are working. You know, my podcast, it's working. My, my social media presence, it's working. It's all working. And of course we get pulled out of that. I get pulled out of that daily, you know, like looking at other people's stuff. I get pulled out of it daily, but I have to come back to sovereignty. You know, yeah. this, this is my way of doing it and and i've had just so many moments of i'm gonna throw the whole thing in the garbage <laughs> right if if i don't get to do it my way i'm gonna throw the whole thing in the garbage like yeah. i've had so many moments of that in fact my husband is really used to me having those moments now and he's just like yeah okay whatever <laughs> like, well and it's so funny that entrepreneurship right the, one of the reasons i think that so many of us are drawn to this is because we want to do it our own way because right we feel creative and connected and all of these you know this internal drive and then i think it's so funny that then we get in this trap of but i'm supposed to be doing something else or something else that i see is people who are entrepreneurs whether it be a coach or you know anything and then they can't say no to a client or they're scheduling mm -hmm. hours where they're completely burning out and it's like Dude, you left corporate so that you didn't have right. to be in this situation. Right. And now and it's all, yeah, you're doing it again. Like yeah. that is so funny. I just was talking with a dear friend of mine and she had this finally this like, cause she had really been just like going, 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 going. No time for the fun, the, the lunches, the network, like all the things that she was really looking forward to. And she finally decided that she was going to put like a pause on her new client activity you know like the activity that was going to be pulling in the new clients for that exact reason because it was like okay I need to like pause for a second and reassess how I got back to this place so quickly it's yeah it's beliefs right it's the belief that it has to look that way and for me that's that's a continual unraveling like I keep thinking like oh okay well I'm in flow and I'm running my business from flow and then like last week I had a launch of, of a 
my mastermind and I went right back into it, you know, the whole thing, the email sequences and the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it, it was literally one, another one of those moments where I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I can't, uh, I can't do this to myself. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel fun. And I'm just not available for it anymore. And I know that that is a place of extreme privilege to be able to even say that, you know, to be able to blow up my business, you know, and not have it blow up my house at the same time is, is extreme privilege. And it doesn't mean I don't want to blow it up all the time, you know, based on like, like I said, some, some technique that doesn't feel good anymore. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to create early bird pricing for people anymore. Like, I just want you to sign up when you want to sign up and cool, hop on in, you know? Um, but that's continual. It is such a continual unraveling. And I, I think a coach said to me the other day, and I thought it was just really such a great question, which I was saying, like, you know, I'm ready to walk away from this and just be a housewife. And, um, you know, again, I go through those little mini cycles all the time and come back to, I love this work and I love what I do. So I'm never going to give it up, <laughs> but I was in one of those. And I said, you know, those are my options. I'm either just going to give it all up, not launch this thing, not do anything or be a housewife. And she's like, well, if those are your only two options, like if those are, those are what you're deciding between, then maybe just not be available for anything that's not fun. And I was like, yeah, perfect. I'm just not available for anything that's not fun, you know, then yeah. I think that's a great question to come back to is, does this feel fun? Does it feel exciting? Does it feel like a yes? Does it feel like it lights my soul on fire? And, and I think we can ask ourselves that in so many places, you know, groups and situations or, you know, even sometimes I find myself like I'm getting on a coffee chat with somebody I'm not super excited to get on a coffee chat with. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah, it's not a hell yes it's a hell no. Right. Right. No, I love that. I think that it's like the current just takes us away sometimes. And then if we don't stop and evaluate, and I also think it's so funny that the universe is sometimes like, oh, you're not going to sit with this. Yeah, you are. I'll just throw a little something at you. (laughs) And yeah, you are going to sit with it. We're going to show you this one more time. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Let's just, let's just circle back to this. But one of the things that it's bringing up for me, and this is, again, a place where I think it's, I struggle with, I know it's very common amongst people in the community, is this idea of resistance because we're afraid of something versus resistance because it's not the right thing for us. Or, you know, I posed this as a question, um, I joined threads, are you on threads yet? (laughs) <laughs> I think so, but I haven't put, I mean, I'm not really let's, oh, okay. I mean, I downloaded it, but I don't I think mean, I, it's, it's fun, but it's also like, oh, wow. I just very quickly signed up for another time suck. Mm-hmm. But this question of self-sabotage right? and how it just presents itself that if an opportunity were to come in, sometimes it is that immediate hell yes. And you Yes, you just, and then you just start going forward with it. And sometimes an opportunity comes in and it's a yes, but for whatever reason, the action you are supposed to take to move that thing along is very difficult to Mm -hmm. take. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I sit with, and I can think of one opportunity in particular, 
is this my version of self-sabotage to not move forward with it? Or is this a pause that my intuitive side is just giving me so that I slow my roll, have a little bit more time, let other information come through. And then if it's something that I want, then I'm going to keep moving it forward. But so what do you think about that? Is that something you experienced? Yeah, totally. I ask myself that question all the time too, you know, like, yeah, I think that is such a great question. Like, is it fear or is it just not in alignment for me? And Mm. I think it's pretty hard to tell. I like to, um, when I'm in that space, I I like to really do some deep meditation and just not even ask a question, you know, just be and just be with source, be with my guides, just be for a while. And if there's, you know, something they want to show me around the situation, cool. But sometimes it's just being in that really, really, you know, silence and being in silence for a little bit. And then from there, determining, okay, is this the right step forward or or not? And if it is fear, then is it possible to break this thing down into smaller steps? Because usually the fear, at least for me, is like, oh my God, that's going to be so much work. Oh my God, like, can I really even do that? Like, I'm like 20 steps out versus, okay, what's the thing that's right in front of me? Can I do the thing that's right in front of me? Like answer the email even or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, can I do that thing? And if if the answer is yes, there, then, then maybe I can take a step forward. But yeah, I I, I struggle with that one too. Like, where is where is this response actually coming from? Right. Because sometimes it's really tricky. It's like, well, I do want to do this. This is lighting me up. And I'm literally, like you're saying, responding to the email feels challenging. I love that guidance to breaking it up into smaller tasks so that maybe what we're not recognizing, what I'm not recognizing is that my mind is going to three months ahead when it's all this stuff, but you don't have to, you know, create three months of things in a day. And so that's a really good thing. I also heard somebody say something to the effect of, you know, when signing up for something in the future, if it's not something you would do, if it was tomorrow, (laughs) don't say yes to it in the future, because that's like a good way to check in. And I was like, Oh, that's great. That's good, right? That's really good. I feel like that around social obligations too. I'm like, oh yeah, previous Aaron thought this was going to be a good idea, like on a Friday night or something. I'm like, no, no, you know how you're going to be by Friday night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear what's something that's been easy for you lately? What's a place that you're really feeling in your flow, in your groove? Like, yeah, I've got, I've got a handle on this right now. Um, I, I don't know how, how this is going to sound to people, but I've just been happier, you know, Mm -hmm. overall happier, like just happier being me and feeling like a culmination of a lot of deep work I've been doing over the last couple of years has kind of come to fruition for me to really be happy with me, you know, like looking at my body and being like, this is such a great body. Like we've done so many cool things together, you know, versus like, you know, all the normal bullshit American things 
that we yeah, say everything's that. wrong with me. I'm too yeah. old. I'm too yeah. this. I'm too that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking at the wrinkles or whatever, you know, um, just really being able to say like, God, this, this body's super cool. We've done so much, you know, and we, we are still doing so much like this body does everything I ask it to do. Right. If, if I want to go on an hour long walk, we got that. If I want to, you know, do some weight training or swimming or whatever, like we got it, you know, and that's, that's pretty freaking cool. And so that's been just really landing. And I've just come back to what we were saying earlier, this full knowing that the universe is supporting me and all the things I've ever really asked for have come into my experience. And I don't think that's special to me. I think that's, that's for many of us really true is that the things we really want do eventually appear. Um, but the bigger lesson for me has been that none of those things are going to make me happy, you know, so just be happy anyway. You know, mm. all the things I keep thinking are going to make me happy. They never make me, happy. they're kind of like, okay, that, that was cool for like a minute. And then, you know, you're on to the next goal. You're on to the next accomplishment. You're on to the next thing. And, and so really being so fully aware of that for myself has made me happy because I'm now I'm like, yeah, that, that next thing that I'm hoping for, you know, and I have my own list, of course, it's not going to make me happy. So why don't I just be happy where I'm at, you know, like it's something, I mean, it's like, duh, when you say it out loud, right? Like every, every freaking mystic and sage and guru has been telling us that for millennia, but for myself, as that lands more and more, it's like, yep. Okay. That thing is not going to do it for me. So let's just be happy anyway, you know? But even though you're saying we've heard it a thousand times, I feel like that is a unbelievable, truly transformational shift to be able to embody that. Yeah. Because and it's, it's a process like, yeah, like, you know, don't catch me at a bad hour, but yeah, I mean, it's a process, but it, it's, it's feeling more true now than not. Right. I mean, that's amazing. And that's super inspiring. And I really actually feel like even though people say, oh, that thing that you're going for isn't going to make you happy. I think that the majority of people do not believe that. Right. I right. think the majority of people do think it's going to make them yep. happy. They yep. do go after it because they are looking for that happiness. Yep. And I don't even think they have connected the dots. And I say they, even though I'm mostly in that camp, sometimes I can see it from your side, but I'm still very much immersed in that, that it's, you get the thing and it's like, well, why was I working for this? Like, what's wrong with me? I don't even want this, but not even really making that deeper connection of, oh yeah, this doesn't actually make me happy. The, the pursuit of the thing is my joy, the, right. the work, the process, right. the learning, the growing. And right. again, for somebody that's like a prolific creator or a frequent Yep. Meditate all the different things that we yep. do in our business. It's like, I love that. I've always been less attached to the results or the outcome or the thing, even though I feel like that's what's 
driving me, there's definitely a disconnect there of not fully accepting that in the process is my bliss versus at the end of it, you know? Human. So of Mm -hmm. course that's, and, and we live in the patriarchy and we live in you know, the US, like the super patriarchy, you know, like we live in a place that has taught us from before our birth, right? Because it's it's not just even us, it's what our parents believe and our grandparents believe and our great grandparents believe, right? Like they my great grandparents moved to this country with with a belief that hard work is gonna get them somewhere versus being is all that matters, right? Like nobody's nobody ever told me that. Nobody ever said that. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent. That was not a message we were allowed to have. Right. And so of course we feel that way. And I'm not saying like, I've, I've conquered some hill here. Like, no, it's, it's just, I mean, one of the, one of the good examples I can give you, you know, my book just came out with Llewellyn and I, yeah. And I was like, so amazing. Oh my gosh. Right? When I'm a published author, then it'll really land then it'll feel good of course you know but at every stage of that process like you know getting the contract signed with them or having the actual book in my hands or any of those pieces which are all cool not like they're all really cool and everything that went through my mind was yeah but you're not new york times bestselling author and you're not published with one of the big new york houses and you're not and i was finally like yeah cool this is this is what this means then if even this thing that like yeah, I, it was so I, obvious and wow. yeah yeah like literally from the time i was eight years old thought i wanted to be a published author i'm getting a little emotional but like if even that doesn't make you happy nothing will right like if even having a six-figure business doesn't make you happy nothing will so be freaking happy now and that's yeah that's just been really present and landing and like yeah okay these these things these external things again which are super cool i'm not i'm not i don't want to take any of that away from anybody but they won't make you happy you know i can promise you (laughs) i can promise you that um and instead you just again like every every mystic on the planet has ever told us it's it's got to come from within it's got to be you know i woke up today I took a breath today. I I felt the grass today, right? Like yeah. not, not this external thing, because that'll never your ego will never stop. Right. Be enough for your ego. Right. Combined with all of the want, 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 need, right. need, need, have to have, like all of that outside pressure. Right. How could we ever feel satisfied? They don't want us to, they they don't want us to feel satisfied. We don't want to feel satisfied either. I mean, I guess biologically or evolutionarily, that's our drive is to, you got to keep going. You got to keep moving. You want to build, make, grow, establish. Like, I feel like that's part of who we are. And so how beautiful and I'm so grateful like I needed this today and I know everybody listening needed this today (laughs) so so much this is what makes me happy is having these kinds of conversations and this kind of connection and this sort of like deeper understanding and realization but I even love that question of 
you know, what makes me happy in this moment? The same way I heard someone talking about purpose and it completely revolutionized my, oh, I have to have this big purpose. It was like, what's my purpose today? What's my purpose this week or this month? Like, yep, right here. Right. We feel like happiness is this, this thing that we are on a quest for. It's the same as like any goal feeling like, oh, you really want to be free. So you're going to work yourself to death so that you get freedom at some right. point. Meanwhile, right. you spent 60 or 70 30. or yeah. 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 Then you're free. So I love that. And I kind of feel like that should be like a new daily practice for me is, you know, what will be, what will I need to do today? What would I like to experience today to give me the feeling that I need? And maybe the, mm-hmm. cause maybe the feeling is different every day. Maybe yeah. today I'm looking, I am I'm, I'm searching for happiness, but maybe tomorrow it's peace or maybe the next day it's, you know, just nourishment or rest or, you know, whatever it is, because we are human and we do have yeah. other things guiding us. Yeah. I love that. What a perfect way to, to sum it up. I love it too. Thank you so much for sharing so many. We, I feel like we covered so much in such it a is. short period of time. We like, we're, we were no fluff today. We were like straight for the big point. <laughs> deep stuff. Yeah. Yes. The deep stuff. Tell everyone how they can find you and work with you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, if you go to my website, erinnewman.com, there is a free abundance meditation at the top of the page. And then there are some deeper ways to work with me if that's something that interests you. And yeah, if you sign up for the abundance meditation, then we'll also be connected over email. So, um, yeah, I'd love to love to stay connected with you guys. And then I'm on all the socials too. And your book. And my book. Oh, my God. How could I forget? Yes, you can find the book, The Answer Within. It's on all all the places. Anywhere you buy books, you can find it, as well as my other book, The Spiritualpreneur. Um, They're both spiritualpreneurs only on Amazon, but the other one is everywhere. So that is amazing. And it for for those of us who also aspire to that and have not gone beyond the first draft, do it. And it's so um, it's so inspiring to see yeah. other people who also are busy with work and also busy with family and all the reasons that we tell ourselves that we can't get to it to um, achieve that. It is major, and so I'll give you all the props in the world for that. <laughs> Thank you. And I love this conversation. So juicy, Lauren. So awesome. Thank you for opening up this space. Oh, my pleasure. Hey there, pod family. Welcome to the Open to Alchemy podcast. I am your host, Lauren. You are in for such a treat with this conversation with my guest, Erin Newman, who is an incredible coach. She calls herself a soul fire ignitrix, which is so spot on because I was so lit up having this conversation with her. We talk about shifting identities and cord cutting, how to navigate good girl syndrome, which is something that a lot of us suffer from or have a good friend or family member who does. We talk about being an entrepreneur and finding our own individual ways and discerning between fear and our intuition 
and how to find happiness right here and now among so many other incredible topics. So I really hope that you enjoy. I would love your feedback. I'd be so grateful for you to subscribe to the Open to Alchemy podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could rate and review on iTunes or Spotify, that would be amazing. Enjoy. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.